Hello, welcome, and thanks for checking in today to No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. I'm an Airbnb ambassador and 17-time super host, and I've hosted over 1,000 reservations. I'm a stay-at-home mom of two and manage my eight listings remotely. My mission is to help new and experienced vacation rental hosts turn their listings into fully booked, profitable properties that can be managed from anywhere, so you too can have no vacancies. If that sounds good to you, let's get right into the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No Vacancy, the podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Palmer. And for today's episode, we are going to break down the brand new winter release of updates. I posted on my Instagram stories. You're listening to this on Wednesday. I posted this on my Instagram stories on Tuesday, asking you guys if you want an episode on this. And overwhelmingly, you voted yes. So here you go. I am delivering. But my follow-up slide was saying that I have seen a very, very positive reaction online to these updates. And I personally do not feel so positive about them. And so I specifically asked you guys on Instagram, do you still want me to cover this, even though I might have a slightly negative angle? Because I don't want to bum you guys out if you are into the updates. I don't want to be the naysayer here and, you know, just, I don't know, be a wet blanket on this if you're into it. Overwhelmingly, you voted that you wanted to hear my honest thoughts. You didn't want the positive spin. You wanted me to keep it real. So that's what I'm doing. But if you leave this episode and you feel bummed out on something that you were originally excited for, that is not my fault. You voted for this. Okay. That's my disclaimer. Let's get into it. So, Airbnb just announced their winter release of updates. What I am going to do for you is I got my hands on an unlisted YouTube video that is on the Airbnb YouTube page. It's not a publicly available video, but as long as you have the link, you'll be able to watch it. I'm going to link that in the show notes here. They may end up taking it down. I don't know why the video is unlisted. I'm able to watch it. No problem because I have that exact link. So I will drop that in the show notes, but just know if you're clicking on this in the future, it might be gone. I don't know if they're going to deactivate it or something, but as of right now, it's just unlisted and you have to have the exact link. If you just go to the Airbnb YouTube page, you won't see it. You have to follow this link. So that is in the show notes and that is Brian Chesky's full 45-minute breakdown and announcement of these updates. If you don't want to watch that, don't worry. This episode will be shorter than 45 minutes, so I will give you a more brief synopsis of everything if you don't have time to go watch that. All right, let's get into it. Very first thing that Airbnb announced is that they have this new feature called Guest Favorites, and this is probably the thing that I have seen the most positive reaction to online. Every host is posting their little banner that, oh my gosh, our listing is a guest favorite. It comes with this brand new icon right now. Um, In order to qualify for a guest favorite, you have to have a 4.9 rating or higher. This is in contrast to becoming an Airbnb super host where you have to have a 4.8 rating or higher. So for a guest favorite, you have to have 4.9 or higher. And then they also say that you have to have outstanding reliability, which they define as having a superb record of reliability with host cancellations and quality related customer service issues of 1% or less on average. So those are the requirements, less than 1% incident rate and uh, 4.9 rating or higher. 
And there's this really cute little icon that you get, this little like banner image over your listing. You also get featured in the guest favorites category. So you guys know that I think it was last summer, Airbnb rolled out categories as one of their new updates. Now there's a guest favorite category. So if you are in this or you qualify for this, you'll show up in that category. And this is the thing, like I said, I've seen hosts be the most excited about. I've seen so many hosts post screenshots like, we're a guest favorite. And I just, oh, see, this is my conflict. If you are super, super stoked on your guest favorite status, I am really happy for you and I don't want to bum you out. So just fast forward the next like two minutes, okay? I think that this is the lamest thing. Like, you know what this is to me? This feels like Airbnb is trying to love bomb us. I don't know if I'm just being like super cynical, but I thought that Airbnb's super host was supposed to mean something. Then I had two listings that were Airbnb Plus. And they just did away with that program. Then there was Airbnb Lux was a thing. Where is that? Is that even a thing anymore? Like they keep coming up with these new statuses and these new flashy things and banners and icons you get on your listing. And guest favorites to me, I think something clicked for me when I saw this that I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. Like you're messing with our cleaning fees. You are making air cover less and less reliable. You're sticking us with shitty guests. You guys heard my whole saga of my guest with a three-star rating that Airbnb basically forced me to host. They're doing all this like crappy customer service, but they'll tell you that you're a guest favorite and give you a cute little icon. It just felt very love bomby to me. Like this literally feels like the boyfriend who, you know, strings you along. And then as soon as you're like, jaded and ready to leave he just gives you a bunch of flowers i don't know am i being extremely cynical like again i mean i got i got the banner too and it's like oh it's cute like i go look at it and i'm like wait i kind of like being a guest favorite but let me tell you this too they're trying to make this seem like this is some like really really flashy exclusive thing 4.9 rating less than one percent incident rate and oh it's so exclusive do you want to know how many listings how many listings are guest favorites? It says guest favorites is a collection of the 2 million most loved homes on Airbnb. 2 million. There are 7 million listings on Airbnb. All right, let me pull my calculator. What is 2 divided by 7? 28.5%. 28.5%. That is not some exclusive thing. Like in my head, when they announced this guest favorite thing, I really thought that this was going to be like the top. 5% of listings, maybe the top 10. It's the top 28, basically the top third, right? One out of three listings essentially qualified for this. That's not that exclusive. That's not that exciting. I don't know. I'm sorry, you guys. If any of you got your guest favorite icon, I'm really proud of you. I, I genuinely am. But to me, I think that this is just something we should strive for, regardless of whether it makes you a guest favorite or not. Like, try to have above a 4.9 rating and try to have less than 1% incident rate. I don't really need a cute little banner and Airbnb to tell me I'm doing a good job. It, this just feels like they kind of know that they've screwed up with hosts lately and they're trying to, like, dangle a little something in front of us. Is that just me? Okay, moving on. That's the first one that I've seen everybody rave about and I'm just, I'm just, I'm not a fan. Okay. 
Do you remember episode 68 where I got to interview Kenny Bedwell, the CEO at STR Insights? Well, since this episode dropped, I have heard multiple success stories from no vacancy listeners who have been able to find their next property thanks to Kenny and his team at STR Insights. If you've been wondering if the property or market you are looking at will be a good investment, or if you have no idea what market or property to start looking at, please take advantage of the free call that STR Insights is offering no vacancy listeners. You have nothing to lose. With their 100% success rate, I am confident that you'll be in good hands working with STR Insights. Whether you're looking for cash flow, cash on cash return, or long-term appreciation, STR Insights will first help you define your goals and then identify the market and property that is right for you. The team is made up of STR investors and operators themselves, so they know exactly what to look for in terms of a good market and property, and will make sure that you can legally operate in the areas they point you to. If you're ready to join the dozens of No Vacancy listeners who have already started working with STR Insights to find their next property, just click the link in my show notes to schedule your free call and get you one step closer to finding that perfect deal. So moving on to the next thing. Now this next update I actually really like. There's a new update where they've basically revamped the way that reviews are portrayed. And Previously, you would just get the average star rating that you have plastered on your listing. So let's say you're like a 4.84. That's it. Your listing is labeled as 4.84. Within that, you can't really see the distribution of reviews. Now they've changed it to similar to like reviews on Amazon or something. When something has reviews on it, you can actually see the distribution of how many five star, how many four star reviews, how many three, how many two, how many one. And I really like this because they're just making it easier, I think, visually for people to see oh, you know, overwhelmingly they had multiple five stars, but there's a couple people in there who had a little complaint. And then I just think it makes it easier to like filter by and see the four-star review and then go read into the details of it. So I do really like this. I think that it's just visually an easier way to digest this info. So it's just an easier display of reviews. They're also going to post more information about the guest who left the review, which is really cool. So, for example, if you got a three-star review because somebody brought their kids and your place was listed as not suitable for infants and there was an issue where something wasn't baby-proofed, so that's why you got a three-star review, now it would actually provide that context. Next to the review, it will say this guest brought kids with them or brought infants, and then it'll show that that's why they had a bad experience because that's not what your listing is designed for. So this I am a fan of. I think that it provides more context to the nature of the stay, who was coming, if they brought pets, if they brought infants. And so I feel like it's going to provide more context for your guests who are searching your place potentially to really understand what they're looking at and see the breakdown of reviews. So this this I like. Good job with this. All right. Next up are a few updates to pricing. And this is objectively a cool feature. But when I saw this announcement, I was like, now? At the tail end of 2023, you're going to give us this. I could have used this three years ago. Okay, let me explain. So the new feature that they have with pricing is when you set your prices within Airbnb, if you're changing your nightly rates or whatever, now it will pop up and say, there'll be a little pop-up that say, hey, listings comparable to yours are charging between 250 to 280 for this night. So if you were going to set a price of 235, now it might get you to think, oh, maybe I can charge more. I do like this. I do like that they're giving you comparable listings. But you guys, I have to be honest, I feel like this is too little too late. 
Airbnb smart pricing is so bad that I feel like by now all of us are using Price Labs or Wheelhouse or Beyond Pricing. I don't know. I know very, very few hosts who are still manually doing their price. I don't know anybody who's relying on Airbnb smart pricing personally. I don't know a single host that is doing that. But I do know a lot of you manually set your prices because you know your market really well. But besides that, I think almost everybody has by now moved on to any like professional host who's not just doing this as a side hustle or a hobby. Anybody who listens to this podcast or has been to a short term rental conference, you guys are on Price Labs Wheelhouse and Beyond Pricing. So this feature is just pointless to me. I mean, I don't know. I'd be curious to know how many hosts out of the 7 million listings, how many are on a pricing algorithm on a third party pricing software. You know, maybe this will have impact for a good number of hosts, but this just, I don't know, to me, this update would have been cool three years ago when I was newer and I didn't even know what Price Labs was. I had never been to a conference. I had never heard of the brand, didn't even know that tools like that existed. That's when this would have been helpful. By now, I feel like any serious host is aware of these other technologies out there and they're not changing their pricing within Airbnb. So yeah, it's like, okay, cool. But we've already been able to know comparable listings because we're using these pricing softwares that are helping us compare to other listings. So there's that. Other thing that Airbnb did is when you do change your pricing within the app, it's now much more clear on what the guest is going to pay. This is cool, but I mean, same thoughts, right? It's like, I'm not even changing my pricing within Airbnb anymore. But I guess for the host who is still doing that, you are going to have more insight now that when you do set a price, if you set your price at like $97 a night and you're like, oh, this is awesome. I'm being really competitive by being under 100 bucks. It's actually going to show you, oh, your guest is actually going to pay closer to like 115 a night because these fees get added. So there's just more pricing transparency. Again, I do like this one. It's just it just feels it just feels like it came really late. I, again, I just feel like all of the professional hosts by now have found another solution. We gave up on smart pricing a long time ago and we went and found something else. So giving us this now, it's like I'm not going to go back. This would have been helpful and would have prevented me from finding a pricing software in the first place, but you took too long to deliver. There's my thoughts on that. Okay, next up, and I do I do like this next set of releases. It's just you okay, you'll see what I mean. They Airbnb is really really hyping this up as saying like this specifically what I'm going to cover next is one of the biggest updates that they've ever had. There's nothing new here. Basically, what they took is they just took the way that you create your listing and made it way easier. And I do like this. As an Airbnb ambassador, my role with that is getting paired up with brand new hosts who are just creating their listing for the first time. And the amount of questions that are just like, how do I add my cleaning fee? How do I add that I have a hairdryer? Where do I add that I have a fire extinguisher? There's so many tedious questions about stuff like that. How do I upload my photos? How do I rearrange my photos? And so essentially, this next set of updates just made it way easier to create your listing and refresh it and update it. So this is cool. I think that this has been needed. I even will jump on consultations with people and go through and edit their listing. And almost every time I do, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know where this feature is. Where is that one area to, you know, change your cleaning fee or change your pet fee or change your minimum stay or your cancellation policy? Like, it's hard for me to navigate as an Airbnb ambassador who does this every day. I always felt like it wasn't very intuitive. So I am happy with these new updates. It's just it's there's nothing. 
There's nothing groundbreaking here. They just took what was existing and made it easier. I do like Airbnb is using AI right now. So for example, when you upload your photos to a brand new listing now, it's going to use AI to automatically sort those photos and give you a AI photo tour. So it'll automatically sort what's part of the kitchen, what's part of the living room, what's part of the bedrooms, what's part of the bathrooms. This is also cool. When you go through and check off the amenities in your listing, you know that there was like a whole, I think that they said there was 130 amenities that you could check off. And the way that Airbnb previously had this organized was these amenities were organized by type of amenity. So it would be like fire pit, hammock, barbecue, deck, jacuzzi or whatever. That would all be in the same category under like outdoor amenities. And then you'd have a whole different section for like your bedroom amenities or your kitchen amenities or something. And so it was confusing because if I wanted to add that we put in like barbecue utensils, I was like, do I go to like my outdoor section or to my kitchen section? It was kind of confusing, like where certain amenities would lie. If I wanted to put in fireplace, I had to find that under living room amenities. But if I wanted to put in fire pit, it wasn't alphabetical. You had to go through the outdoor amenities to find that. So it's kind of hard to tell where things belonged. They've just redone it to where everything is alphabetical now. Uh, which is just way cleaner of 130 amenities. It's hard to kind of search through area by area and think to yourself, what area would this be found in? Now, all 130 amenities are just alphabetical, so that's going to be way easier. And I do really like this. They actually have it now where when you get this AI-generated photo tour that categorizes all of the images in your home, you can actually check off amenities per area now. So you could specifically say master bedroom has an iron and ironing board hangers and a luggage rack because sometimes like in our properties we don't put an iron in both bedrooms it's only in the master bedroom and now you can specifically say so if somebody thinks oh they checked off iron you know there's probably an iron in every bedroom and I'll get up and we'll all be able to iron our clothes before we go to a wedding or something it's very very clear now that there's only one iron and it's in this bedroom so I like that they classified the amenities per room we don't do any TVs in our bedroom so now when TV is checked off, it's very clear that that's just in the living room, not in the bedrooms. So I do like that. I think that takes away a lot of confusion. But I just I just think that this was overhyped. Like in the video I linked in the show notes, if you guys do go watch it, at the nine minute mark, <laughs> Brian says that this is the most, literally says that this is like the biggest change. You know what? I actually have that YouTube video pulled up. I'm going to just play this. I'm going to play this part for you right here. Listen to the way that this man hypes up this update. Okay. Again, the update is making it easier to create new listing, alphabetizing your amenities, letting you do amenities per bedroom and the AI photo tour. They also made it easier to like change your title. It's it's just more it's just more seamless now, which again is a good update. But listen to the language that this man is about to use when describing this update, all right? But I'm about to show you one more thing. And what I'm about to show you Maybe the greatest thing that we've ever built in 15 years. We have a hundred engineers that worked on this. And I just want to say something before I show you this. It's been a lot of time over the last three years, not just running Airbnb and not just listening to you. I've worked really hard to try to get the very best people in the world at this company. You know, we've recruited incredible designers. When you see an app, it's got to be designed. And once you design it, you have to build it and you get engineers. And we 
recruited some of the best designers and engineers in the world. And they created what I'm about to show you right now. Are you ready? All right, let's start. I hope that was enough buildup. Yes, Brian, that was more than enough buildup. That was more than enough buildup. There's nothing new here. There's nothing groundbreaking. Am I wrong? Categories. You guys know I've talked about categories so much. Categories was, I think, the summer release of 2022. And that was and is and probably will always be my favorite update Airbnb ever came out with. Categories to me was freaking genius because they leaned into what Airbnb does best. Airbnb is not a hotel. They are not Verbo. They are not Expedia. They are not Booking.com. Airbnb has always been known as the place where you can get a cool, unique experience. And that's what categories did. Like it made it so easy to find A-frames and little mountainside retreats and to book a potato and campers. And categories was just genius. Like that is just my favorite update ever. So that that's the kind of like groundbreaking ingenuity I want here. That hype up that he just gave us for Literally, the updates that he's, he was prefacing that with were making it easier to make your listing, rearranging the listings tab and making it easier to find and sort amenities and having AI sort your photos for you. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Are you guys excited about this? Like, if you are, good for you. I'm, I'm happy. I support you in that. But I just was expecting more. Like the way he hyped that up. What am I missing? All right, hosts, can we keep it real for a sec? Are you absolutely fed up with constant changes from third-party booking platforms switching up your listing ranking randomly? Well, I've got a secret weapon for boosting your bookings and increasing guest loyalty. Introducing StayFi, your ultimate tool for gathering guest information, guest marketing, and fostering brand loyalty. How does it work? Have you ever visited a coffee shop where you enter your email in order to get on the Wi-Fi? StayFi operates the exact same way. Every single guest, not just the one who made the booking, has to provide their information when connecting, so you can start building your email list to stay in touch with every guest you've ever hosted. StayFi provides you with advanced email and text marketing tools to communicate with that growing contact list. As you cultivate your thriving list of subscribers, one quick email or automated series can turn into dozens of bookings where you are not relying on your OTA's algorithm. Impressive, right? So use code NOVACANCY for an exclusive 50% off your first three months with StayFi. It's not just about attracting new guests, it's about transforming one-time visitors into lifelong customers. Don't wait any longer to start building that contact list and use code NOVACANCY today to kickstart your guest loyalty program with StayFi. To lock in your StayFi discount and start cultivating your engaged guest list, go to stayfi.com slash NOVACANCY and watch your bookings soar. Next up, those were all the front-facing updates. So that's kind of what your guest is going to see when they're searching your place. It makes it easier for you to make your listing, all that. But there's also kind of a backside update to this where after your guest is confirmed, they created this whole new arrival tab. And this I am a huge fan of. I will say I have spent so much time diligently filling out the check-in instructions and details in every single section for my guests on my listing. And I have so many guests that are just like, sorry, can you send the address? And it's like, dude, it's all there. It's all there. But the amount of guests that I have that ask me that 
shows me that it's not the guest being clueless about the app. It's just very hard to navigate on the guest side. And Airbnb did say that they redid the entire arrival tab. And so it's going to be a lot easier for guests to find your property address, your check-in details, your check-in code, uh, check-in instructions, parking info, any of that. So I am a big fan of this. I haven't tested this out myself. I haven't been a guest since this rolled out, but hopefully if this is as easy to read as they are claiming, this will cut down on a lot of the questions that I get from guests. So I am excited about that one. And coinciding with this revamped check-in instructions page, the arrival guide, this is huge. This is probably the biggest update, in my opinion, out of this entire winter release. This is the most valuable. I think most hosts will get the most use out of this. Airbnb will now partner up with Schlage, Yale, and August Locks. They officially have Smart Lock integration. This is rolling out for right now in the U.S. and Canada only. Here is the exact wording from their own website. Smart Lock integration as part of the new winter release 2023. Hosts can connect compatible Smart Locks to their Airbnb account and automatically generate a unique code for every reservation. Guests can view their entry codes right in the Airbnb app before they arrive. Smart Lock, in Smart Lock integration will begin rolling out in U.S. Canada later this year with support for certain locks from Schlage, August, and Yale. This is actually, like, so useful. Th this one is huge. This one is huge. This is the one thing. I mean, I have a PMS now that does this, but for hostware, I mean, a PMS is expensive to maintain every month. And I think that for somebody who just has a couple of listings, it's not always worth it. You may not need everything that a PMS offers. This was the one thing for me that was just always the biggest pain in the butt because I wanted to program a unique code for every single guest. I need to make sure that it deactivates upon their checkout. It's activated in time before they check in, giving a unique code to everybody. So every morning I would send them their check-in instructions with their unique code and then I would go through and for 10 listings, I would have to carve out time to go plug in 10 unique codes, make sure I didn't have any typos, nothing was wrong. If certain people were checking in earlier or something, I had to make sure that their program, that their code was programmed on time. It was just a mess. This is huge. This is huge. You might have a PMS that's already using this, but I think for most hosts, this is just going to be, this, this is a big upgrade. This is probably my favorite upgrade that they've given us. The final part of this release is that Airbnb redid or upgraded, or whatever the word is, created a bunch of new icons to represent all of the amenities in your listing. They are very cute. I will give credit where it's due. Whoever was the artist behind these, these icons are very, very cute. But this was another one that just was overhyped so much in that YouTube video. This is around the 25-minute mark, if you guys are going to go watch it. I mean, Brian spends a solid like five minutes going through these icons and talking about how detailed they are and how much effort it took. And they're very cute. I will give them that. The artists, artistry here, they nailed it. It is a cute, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? A visual way to show these amenities and show what the work from home space looks like and show just all the things. It's cute. It's cute. I'll give you that. I just, I don't really, like, get why we needed this. God, I sound like such a Debbie Downer, you guys. I know that I sound like such a wet blanket this episode, but it's, I don't know. Go look at the icons yourself. Maybe you'll think that they're cute enough that I'm just being, like, picky. It kind of grinds my gears a little bit to know that there was, like, a budget allocated for this. 
the fact that these graphic artists were paid to create 40 new amenity icons. Meanwhile, there are so many hosts who got screwed over with not setting a short stay cleaning fee and have they been compensated yet when it automatically set their cleaning fee to zero? I don't think so. Like if we have the budget to pay for people to make cute little graphics, can we maybe reimburse hosts for the cleaning fees that were stolen from them because your website glitched? No, is that too much to ask? I don't know. I mean, these graphics are cute and, you know, part of me gets it. I feel like as a host, you know, there were certain things I wanted to put into my listing that was just strictly cute and my husband didn't understand why I was spending money on it. And I had to say, trust me, this is good for the brand. This is good for future bookings. Are there internal conversations where Airbnb is like, hey, paying attention to little details like this and the user experience and the icons and everything like that does go a long way with people. I I am sure that there's something to that. So that's why I don't want to like completely knock these little icons or the guest favorite badge. Like these are little things that just help to boost morale across the platform and make things seem exciting. I can't remember the last time Verbo came out with any flashy new updates. So you know, this is why Airbnb is number one in the game when it comes to o OTAs. So, I mean, I, I'm i not sitting in these meetings. I don't know the statistics that they have in front of them. Like, I, I don't know the conversations of why these decisions were made. And maybe this really is the best thing for, like, boosting morale across the platform and getting people excited and getting more hosts on and getting more guests on. And that's all good. But it's just, it's, like, kind of frustrating to just see so much hype put into uh yay, you're a guest favorite. You're now 2 million out of 7 million. You're in the top 28%. Like, that's nothing. Hey, here's some really cute icons. Look at the texture on the couch that we gave you. Look at how uh, lifelike the little plant that we put on this desk here to represent a work from home space. Look how cute that is. Here you go. Do you like it? Do you like it? Tell us we did a good job. And meanwhile, there are hosts who are still fighting for claims, you know, for people who have had toilets leak in their listing and it has flooded down to the second floor and they can't get reimbursed for that. Meanwhile, there are hosts who are trying to get unfair retaliatory reviews removed that directly go against Airbnb's policy and they won't listen. It's just kind of frustrating to be given this like cutesy little handout and like, hey, are you proud of us? Do I get a sticker? No, you don't. You don't. I just think that this is out of touch with what most hosts want and where we're at. But again, I don't know, maybe maybe in their internal board meetings and everything, this really is what was needed for the next generation of hyping up new users and new hosts to join Airbnb. Ultimately, I do think that that's good for the platform. I just think this was overhyped. This feels very mad to me. It's cute. It's cute. It'll make things easier. There you go, you guys. Those are my thoughts. If you came into this episode absolutely loving the new updates, just ignore everything that I said and just go back to loving it and add all your new alphabetized amenities. Have fun with the AI photo tour. Screenshot the fact that you are a guest favorite and blast that all over social media. I am so proud of you. You go, girl. Snaps all around. But if you did read the release and you thought, wait, is this it? Is there more? Am I not understanding something? Is there like a second update coming? No, that was it. That was it. I, I think that the biggest impact this is going to have is for brand new hosts. If you are creating your listing for the very first time ever, I think that you are going to benefit immensely. The AI capabilities of sorting your photos, the alphabetized amenities, the navigation now on making a new listing, 
all of that is a lot easier. The fact that you're going to be able to compare pricing to other listings from day one is really nice. And being able to integrate that smart lock from day one is really nice. Hopefully it cuts down on the guest questions on that arrival tab. So yeah, there, there you go. Nothing is like bad here. There's no update that I don't like. It just felt to me like, oh, okay, cool. So that is it. That is the update and any articles relating to this update and that unlisted YouTube video, I will link below. And finally, for this week's Am I the Airbnb Hole? I don't even understand what I just read, but I'm going to read you guys this post. So it sounds like a guest arrived to check in to a condo in Miami that they booked on Airbnb. And when they arrived, they were told to check in with a person named Patricia. Patricia was not there. Instead, it was a man named Ricardo. And Ricardo asked them to pay $100 in order to check in. Let me read you this. It's very confusing. So this was a guest. Sounds like they're also a host because they're in this hosting Facebook group, but they're traveling as a guest and they posted and said, this is the first time I've encountered this as a guest and I'm not sure how to handle it. Can owners charge a check-in fee upon arrival outside of the app that is not disclosed in the listing? For context, this unit is a condo in Miami. We arrived and were told the person checking us in needs to be paid separately outside the reservation. We were told $50 and then $100 because it was after 8 p.m., the person checking in arrived at 8 p.m. We were waiting in the lobby since 7.30. After much debate, the third-party host let us in without payment. I have not yet responded to this request to pay the host directly through his Zelle. I also find it strange no other reviews have mentioned this process. And here's a screenshot. They basically messaged the guest and said, we are here. That's at 7.30. Will she be at the desk? Then at 8.08 p.m., the guest sends a follow-up message. There was no response from the host. The guest sends a follow-up message that says, there's a man named Ricardo here, not Patricia, and he is trying to make us pay $100. I cannot understand this man due to the language barrier. Can you please communicate through the app? Then the host replied at 6.45 a.m. and said, please make a Zelle payment to, numbers crossed out, thanks, Ricardo works with Patricia. We hope you love the apartment, exclamation point, exclamation point. What in the world? What in the world? I absolutely would not pay this. This is so sketch. I've never even like, I don't even know what the heck is going on, you guys. I completely don't get it. And the part that's most shocking to me in this is that this, this guest is a host. And so they like know what to look for. I could see that this, you know, this happening or somebody being scammed if they're a first time user of Airbnb and don't know what to look for. I fully trust that this person had the judgment to book a place that looked legit. And they even said, I find it strange that no other reviews have noted this process. That is something that for sure would have come up. Don't you think if you have to check in, you get there at 730 and then the guy doesn't even arrive until after 8 p.m. And then he tells you because you're checking in after 8, you have to pay 100 instead of 50. I'm so confused why there was even 50 owed in the first place. And why are we paying this through Zelle and not through Airbnb? Why is there a check-in fee at all? What is going on? This is so sketchy. I mean, it sounds like they were able to just kind of get in. But God, I hope that they like deadbolted the door while they were there and were very careful. Something sounds sketch about this entire condo building. I don't know. I mean, it's like they arrived in Miami and finally got settled in after 8 p.m. I wouldn't really want to leave in that moment and go to a hotel. But this is very sketch to me. Very sketch. Please, please, please mention this in the review. 
don't be part of the problem. Don't be one of the guests that experiences this, hates it, thinks it's weird, but then doesn't report it like every guest before you. And I would also probably call Airbnb about this. Very, very strange. Ricardo, Patricia, the host, whoever is behind this is the Airbnb hole. You cannot charge people a separate check-in fee. And to raise the fee because you were late. Astonishing. Astonishing. Ricardo, Patricia, and the host are all equally the Airbnb holes here. This guest, man, I feel for you. I would be sketched out staying here. I really would. And with that, it is now checkout time. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you back here next week. Lastly, as Airbnb hosts, we all can appreciate a good five-star review. So you already know a great review on this podcast would mean so much to me. Please subscribe, review, share, and connect with me in the show notes below. Bye.